used to be five. Oh, we're going live. We are. We are live. We're going live. When you're live, that's really good. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Just going to check some settings here. We are good to go. And uh, welcome to Skip Happens, everybody. Wow, we've been busy. But we are being busy. And uh, my name is Skip Clark of Skip Happens at 92.1 The Wolf here in Syracuse. That's uh, where the Skip Happens originates. <laughs> happens. We're in the pod zone. And I hate it when I say this. I, I say it's in the bowels of my house. No, that's not good. That's not good. Okay, so I'm in the basement. In the basement. basement. And, good. Yep, there you go. Miss <laughs> Deb Lamphier, the president of the Country Music Fan Club here with us tonight. And... I'm so excited about this guest because today she is flying high. Mm -hmm. and she is the happiest young lady in the world, country music artist, Dallas Remington, everybody. And uh, Dallas has her new single, which just hit the charts today. And uh, the number may seem a little bit high when I say it, but in reality, it is not. Because we'll talk about that here in a minute. It came out at, uh, what was it, 88? Number 88, yeah. 88, Uncommon Man, number 88 on the Music Row chart today. That is her new single. That is her fifth single. And um, Dallas, how are you? It's good to see I'm you. doing very well. I'm super excited. It's good to see you. This is, I've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks now. So. Oh, me too. Because I was kind of hoping you'd be doing a little bit of cooking like you do on Wednesdays. And we're, we're going to be talking about that here in a little bit. But uh, Because what you made last night, the uh, chicken tenders. Yeah. Oh. Definitely look good. Skip will be over in a couple days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give him the time to drive to Nashville. Yeah, what's it about? Uh, I don't know, Deb, you drive that a lot. How long does it take to get from Syracuse to Nashville? 13 hours. I'm heading in that direction, and in about two weeks, I'll be there. So I'm having Nashville withdrawals, to be honest with you. I can understand that. I'm having withdrawals for going anywhere because I'm supposed to be on the road this summer. I mean, um, yeah. which this week would have been CMA Fest. Yeah. So obviously, we would have been here. But like last week, I was supposed to be in Dallas. Next week, I was supposed to be in Montana. Like, I'm all over the place all the time. And so having to stay in one place has been like absolutely crazy. But, you know, we're making the best of it. So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Hey, uh, all right. So, um, I'm sure you know, you do a lot of these things. You talk to a lot of different hosts and radio people and podcast hosts and what have you, but uh, they all ask the question and I'm going to ask it. Uh, tell us a little bit about Dallas Remington. Let's go, let's take it all the way back and let's bring it up to date. Yeah. So I am originally from Western Kentucky. I grew up on a farm out there. Um, I moved to Nashville when I was about 15 after driving back and forth. Um, so coming up on five years of, being here, um, living the full life of a Nashville musician. Um, you know, last week it was nine years to the day that I played my first gig in Nashville. Wow. So it's been a lot of, a lot of stuff has happened over the past nine years. Um, but it's just been a crazy blessed ride is all I can say. You know, we've met amazing people like Skip along the road. It's been nearly three years mm -hmm. since we met Skip. Um, and it's just been such an incredible journey and it's been awesome to have so many people along the ride and you know my dream has always been to to play guitar and sing all over the world so i found something that lets me do both when did you first pick up the guitar the so i started playing guitar right before i turned 10 so a little over okay. 10 years ago 
And uh, I actually was not that into it until my brother had to take Guitar 101 in, like, I think it's senior year of high school. And in less than, like, a month, he became a better guitarist than me. And it really Uh made me mad. I was like, this isn't going to fly. Like, (laughs) I have to be better. Um, So about a year into it is when I really got into it. And that's just, like, everyone can tell you, I'd rather sit down and play guitar than do anything. (laughs) Wow. So you you just told Deb and I that you played your first show in Nashville nine years ago. Yes. You are only 20. Yeah. So it takes you back to 11. Yes. So who takes an 11 year old? So my, uh, what do you, you mean? Like who drove me or no, no. Where did you get to play your first show? Yeah, an I, 11 actually, year old? I actually played at the hard rock cafe. You did. So <laughs> it was really cool. I was part of an organization called the TCGMA, which is, was the Tennessee country gospel music association. Mm-hmm. And so they would have monthly showcases at different venues and, um, the first one I did just happened to be at the Hard Rock. So it was so cool because um, we loaded my mom's car full of people. And then my grandmother got like two car loads full of people. So like 30 people drove from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Me seeing a few songs at the Hard Rock. But we had made it. We were doing it big time. It was awesome. <laughs> so how long have you been living in Nashville now? So we, uh, we lived down here. Um, in the house we're in in 2016 uh, we lived part-time for a year we had an apartment and we drove it back and forth um, we'd spend like four days here three days in Kentucky and then um, my mama and I actually flipped houses so we bought a house to flip ended up moving into it and because we had to be here flipping the house it just became full-time but mm-hmm. um, you know most my home's only two and a half hours from here so we just drive it back and forth all the time anyways. If I don't have a show on the weekends, you you know we're you already know we're in Kentucky. So Right, right. Very cool. Yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, two and a half hours. I mean, it's far enough, but close enough, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, I mean yeah. it's and it's one road. I mean, we take one interstate there and it just feels like you never know. Like it's just we're there in like five seconds, it feels like. So <laughs> Well, it's a lot better than a thirteen hour drive. I know. Well that's right. <laughs> One of my best friends is from closer to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And she drives it all the time. Like she lives here, but yep. she goes home for the summers and I'm just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'd be flying it. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I'm with you yeah. Oh. yeah. I got to say, and uh, Deb and I have talked about this a little bit, and uh, when it comes to you, uh, your name, Dallas Remington. I don't know if there's more of a country. I don't think there could be more of a country <laughs> name than Dallas Remington. Thank which you. Is very, very Thank cool. You. My mama always says she knew, knows what I was born to do. <laughs> exactly. 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 Tell us about, uh, so you, your music is one thing, but uh, a little bit more about you you went to Nashville. You you bought a house. You flipped it. You lived in the house for a little bit. Are you still living in that house or no? We, we still live in this one, and we were able to go buy other um, properties. So we're on our second full flip right now. We're wrapping wow. it up. So it looks like we're going to be some, listing it here in July. So we're really excited about that. And then we'll just move on to the next one. We're always looking at other houses to do. So um, my mama, that's her. She's a de- uh, interior decorator. So that's what she always did back in Kentucky. She decorated everybody's houses. She decorated churches. Like that was her passion. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we got to come to Nashville and do both of them, you know, she flipped the house. I'd go right and come back and help her. And with us having the pandemic, I've been working there full time now um, mm-hmm. and then riding at night. So it's just been able to do both of our dreams at once. 
I got you. What's about, what about your dad? So my dad still lives in Kentucky. Um, okay. He's supporting our habit. Um, <laughs> he, is, he is our, um, and he's a farmer. He's a full-time farmer and runs multiple businesses up there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's been crazy because, which it was kind of like, it's a terrible time in the world, but it was a blessing for us because the first time, the first month of quarantine, we actually went to Kentucky and got to be with my dad and my brother. And that was the most time I'd been there in five years. Um, the most I'd been able to go home was probably like three days at a time. So the fact that we got to go home for a full 30 days and do nothing but be a family and mm-hmm. be together was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And out of that, you know, I was able to choose what was going to be the next single. And that's all thanks to my brother, because we hadn't thought of this song as a single. And he was like, um, excuse me, but I'm called man needs to be the single. He's like, <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, ran about the team and they were like, yeah, he's right. So, you know, a lot of good things came out of just being able to be there. But um, yeah, so they've stayed there to work on the farm, support us. And uh, we go back every second we can. Very cool. What you you say he's, he's on a farm, but is he raising cattle or? Well, we have a lot of um, we do livestock and row crop. Okay. So we have everything. Um, it's a big family operation. It all wow. feeds off each other. A lot of work. Wow. <laughs> and it definitely of, is. A lot of early mornings, and you being an artist, you don't have early mornings. <laughs> I I've had to learn to do that. Um, <laughs> you know, I've gotten used to. Um, I. There was times before everything shut down, you know, I'd be at gigs and stuff till 2 a.m. And I'd be up again at 6 to work out and then go to work on the house or work out and drive to Kentucky to help and stuff like that. So mm. wow. you do that when you're young. <laughs> it's catching up with me. Trust me. That was, I was in bed by like 7 o'clock. I'm <laughs> so tell us about Uncommon Man. That is the single that you just mentioned and also the single that hit the charts today. And we're yes. playing it here in the queues as well. But um, tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah, so Uncommon Man is a, fr- a song I wrote with my friend Courtney Bumbacher, who's from Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. And um, she had this idea for a while and bounced it off several artists. And it just wasn't sticking with anyone. And we we had hung out. We'd never written together or anything. And she was like, I got this idea I think that you would like. Um, she's like, it's uncommon, man. I wanted to write my dad, write it about my dad. And she's like, do you understand what it means? I'm like, heck yeah, I understand what it means. Cause no one really gets what my dad does. They don't know the work that goes into it. Right. And so we were talking about that. And so I was like, yeah, we're going to write this song. And we just absolutely fell in love with it. And we didn't, um, we didn't realize it would touch people the way it has because, you know, and especially in light of recent events, we've realized there are so many different kinds of uncommon men out mm-hmm. there. You know, mm-hmm. we wrote this song about a dairy farmer and my dad. You know, we wrote this about farmers, and that's what all the the lingo is and everything like that. But, you know, my team pointed out, they're like, you know who's like an uncommon man like your dad is? But the Taco Bell worker and the guy at the grocery store and nurses and yeah. doctors. I mean, we wouldn't be surviving without these people who are literally having to go out and risk their lives right now in the middle of the pandemic and continue working. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you're right. And people keep coming to me. Like they're like, you know, my dad wasn't a farmer, but this is my dad because he did this. Or this is my mom. Cause you know, it can be a mom too. It can be an uncommon woman. Um, and so that's what we, when we released the song, you know, we said we dedicate it to my father, but also to all essential workers because it's just been, um, just something I've thought about so much recently. And I've realized that, you know, there are so many people working and literally risking their lives every day, especially in this, that 
we wouldn't be able to have the life we still have without them. We literally would be holding our houses, wouldn't be able to go to the grocery store if it right. wasn't for the people who worked every day. And so um, it just became a really special, it's always been a special song for us, but it's been amazing to see how it's become a special song for so many other people. Um, and the response has been absolutely amazing. Uh, we were second most added on Music Row today, right behind Kelsey. I saw that. We had her beat, and then she came out of nowhere. But um, we were second most added, and we debuted at 88, um, which, like Skip said, that seems kind of high, but for an independent artist to debut that high is yes. crazy, considering, you know, three years ago tomorrow, my first single would have debuted at 179. Which mm -hmm. is, um, so I feel like we've had an amazing journey, and the fact that this is the song that's getting that much um, – you know, attention and stuff just means the world to me because it's something we literally poured our hearts and souls into um, just to sing a song for our dads. And the fact that it's yeah. going over so well just blows my mind. And Father's Day coming up on the 21st of June. I, mean, I had forgot about that, too. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, we did plan that right. <laughs> yes, it was good timing. Tell your team and you and know, your brother. Right? That was great timing. That was great know, timing. Yeah. No, definitely. All that put aside, the song is great. Oh, thank the song you. Is awesome. I've heard it. I've talked to uh, Jennifer and I've talked to Doc, and these people are like, "You got to listen to this." And I gave it a listen, and I just said, "Oh, this is a no-brainer. This is a <laughs> great, great, great song." Thank you. And uh, how long did it take you to write that song? So that one, we wrote the gist of it in like one day, and then there was like mm -hmm. these couple lines that we were just like. No, no. So we spent a few more rights just looking at these couple lines, and then we ended up adding the bridge. So, I mean, for the most part, it didn't take very long because we knew what we wanted to say. And that's what the thing with those couple lines that were bugging us because we're like, this is not, this might be what we want to say, but it's not the right way to say it. And right. so I'm glad we took the time because both of us, there's a lot of people who don't believe in rewrites. And both of us were like, this song has to be perfect. Because I'm the person that if it's something emotional, I will not play it for my family until it's perfect. I have a song that my family, it's like, not as, it's about a different thing. It's about my granddaddy. My family hasn't heard it because I'm like, I don't know if it's right yet or if it's the right time. You know, so I'm one of those people. So she was that way too. And she's like, yeah, no, this line isn't right. I'm not sending this to my dad until this is right. And so um, we... I love that about her, and I love that about the song because we knew this one had to be perfect because we knew it had to be special. Yeah, wow, unbelievable, definitely good stuff. How is? Um, I know we always ask, and the quarantine and all that. How you've been doing? All right, obviously you're flipping houses, you're, you're keeping to yourself, but uh, a lot of artists don't have that availability. I know. And, uh, you know, apparently you've been making the most of the time mm -hmm. that you have with the family, which is probably pretty awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely, it definitely was awesome, especially like that first month just to be able to be with them. We were safe, we were healthy and mm -hmm. we were together. So that's all that mattered. Mm -hmm. You didn't fight at all. <laughs> no, we actually didn't. And that's the thing. Cause normally we'll go home for like three days and my brother and I will have a knockdown drag out. And then I got home because um, I was in Nashville by myself, which never happens when the initial shutdown started happening. And my family was like, get your butt out before you can't get out of there. So right. I grabbed the dog. We grabbed all of our food that I had just gone to the grocery and gotten. And we threw it in the car. And we just drove to Kentucky. And I got there. And my mom was like, she sat me and my brother down. She's like, you two need to behave because we're about to be trapped in this house together. 
like, okay. <laughs> so we just played video games for a month and somebody's gonna come up with <laughs> is he older or younger than you he's uh six years older than me there's just the two of us so um he's about to be 20 or he just turned 26 and i just turned 20 so we're but we're i grew up with him and all his friends so we feel like we're the same age mm. um, so and it makes me mad because some people think i'm the older sibling and i'm just like no. <laughs> i'm just the mature one <laughs> well they say the girls mature quicker than the boys <laughs> Uh, I've got three grown daughters. I know. Oh goodness! And uh, we still have a boy here at home. So, yeah. Uh, so it's crazy. Um, where's Phoenix? Oh yeah, she is actually at the flip. Um, she's normally sitting here with me. I know. Um, Every picture I see. I know. Phoenix I always right have her. You. And I was leaving the flip to go get ready, and I'm like, should I bring her with me or leave her here? And Mom was like, you can just leave her here. And then I didn't go get her. So she's having fun playing with the tile guys. So <laughs> we're, we're all dog people. I know Deb has a has a dog. I've got two. I got a lab, and uh, it's uh, a mix of a black nose cur, I believe it is, and a boxer, which was that's mm -hmm. we rescued that yeah. dog back in December. But we also have the, the yellow lab. So. It's a, we're all dog people. It's yeah. all cool. They're yeah, part Phoenix, of the band. Phoenix is the only one that lives with me, but we have two more in Kentucky. So oh, wow. we're definitely dog people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of being who you are and what you yeah. do, you know? So um, that's, that's pretty crazy. Now, Deb has the country music fan club, which is uh, really cool. We we're talking a little bit before the mics went on. And uh, Deb, I, I, I mentioned to Dallas that you would actually tell her, you know what you do with the with the with the club and how we can put the artist in front of listeners and and new fans hopefully yeah we, we actually have a lot of fun uh we started doing these showcases here in syracuse new york bringing artists in right from nashville and we bring you in and we set up a venue and we fill the place and it's it's a great experience because we get to take you as an artist and introduce you to some new fans and then we have all these country fans in Syracuse that are just dying to get to know some new artists, some upcoming artists, and and uh, get up close and personal and mingle and talk to you and hear your new and hear new music. That's one of the things we absolutely love is hearing so much original new music. It's it's great. And we had you know a few scheduled for this year, which are now postponed for a while. So we're hoping in the fall to do something. So you have to make sure you let us know when you're passing through the area. Definitely, definitely. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, that'd be so much fun. That sounds like a great thing you are doing. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. Skip gets out there, does his little announcing thing, and we have food and drink. And I'm going to start making Deb do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to retire. Maybe I've done that a little too much. Always a good time, though. Always a good time. No. Uh, what do you do for fun, Dallas? Let's say you don't, you know, you're not flipping the house. You, you just want to get away from the music for a little bit. I mean, what do you? Or... I I go cook. I found the love for cooking, um, which we have combined with music. So mm -hmm. if you're gonna get away from anything that's combined with music, my brother and I kayak a lot. Oh, um, nice. so we've been doing that. And um, I when we go home, we go. Um, it's a river, but it's really a creek. It's more like you're spending more time pulling the kayak, say, um, through the dried out places. But um, we actually found a place halfway between where I'm from and here that we've been going and kayaking. Oh, um, very cool. Very yeah. cool. Just be careful. You don't go in the rapids at all or anything. No, we don't have any of those around here. No, it's okay. literally, this, most of the time, we have we just do the river 
Um, it does feed into the lake, but we haven't gotten up to the lake yet because that's, I think, to get all the way down there from where we start, it's like 16 miles or something. Oh, So we just been doing the six-mile ones for right now. <laughs> I would say 16 miles on a kayak, you'd have some pretty big arms by the end of that trip. <laughs> <laughs> which luckily, which we're, what we're used to is our, uh, where we have to paddle a lot. There's no mm. current. It's super shallow. So getting in the river, I'm like, we're just floating. We're not doing anything. Like we've gone four <laughs> miles in an hour and we haven't even moved. So, That's um, awesome. but it's been cool. And so my brother actually went to college, um, out closer to more central Kentucky, closer to yeah. Eastern Kentucky. And they had a lot of like, famous kayaking places so that was my christmas present we're gonna go out there for a weekend and go kayaking where he learned to kayak so how fun yeah Yeah, it definitely sounds like it are you a fan of the blue devils kentucky blue devils basketball all right never mind basketball i was thinking who's i thought you were going to talk about baseball i was trying to think where are they or am i way off maybe i'm in the wrong part of the country i don't know i don't know all i know is Wildcats. Wow. <laughs> All right. So what am I thinking? Of? Oh, I'm thinking the Duke Blue Devil. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Kentucky Wildcats. I know. Forget it. Forget it. Forget I even mentioned that. Yeah. The radio guy. A bunch of Kentucky people are trying to find your address right now. They are. Uh-oh. I'm looking at the messages here, and they're like, okay. <laughs> we're, we're done. That's why I was like, what? No, no. That's, that's, that's why I right You're right. It is the Wildcats. I, I don't know why. I was thinking of um, something entirely different. So. You're that's funny. Now my brother did. He went to UK for a semester or two semesters, so he got to go to a bunch of games. I've never been to a game. Uh, my parents have though, and he has. All right, I feel like an idiot. No, uh, that's okay. We'll let you slide on this one. <laughs> Patrick, I just see my buddy Patrick call me. He's like, yeah, yeah. Kentucky is the Wildcats. He's absolutely right, and I should just stick to radio. That's all. That's all. That's right. That's that's right. Well, the fact that I didn't even know who you're talking I know. about. When you did that, I panicked. I went into like, uh-oh, I think I got that wrong. <laughs> but, no, we're I mean, soccer people, so that's what we watch. So. Oh, soccer. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Of course, we have here in Syracuse, we, ha- we have the orange and big in basketball. Football's on the rebound, you know, but, you know, right now we have nothing, but, yeah. You know, and we're big baseball fans here too. So, nice. yeah. and all that's going on. But uh, is there ever a day where um, that you don't pick up the guitar, or do you, do, uh, you know? If it if there is, I feel very strange. Like I'm like, what is wrong with my life today? Oh yeah, I haven't touched the guitar. Um, so yeah. no, there's really not. I try to, um, like I said earlier, I'd rather just sit down and play guitar than do anything. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> it's always there. It's always that's beside cool. me. That's so cool. How many guitars do you own? Ooh. I haven't counted recently. Uh Uh-oh. Which is a bad sign. (laughs) There's either shoes or guitars. It sounds like you have more guitars than you do shoes. Oh, there's quite a few shoes, too. Oh, okay. That's That's what I was playing a show before the shutdown, and all these Uh um, women, it was so funny because the stage came right up to, like, my boots, and these women were like, we want to see your boots. So I lifted up my jeans and showed them. They're like, oh, my gosh, like, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, how many boots do you have? And I was like, I don't know, like 30. And they were like, <gasps> what? And I'm like, I, what about the place where you What else am I supposed exactly. to have? Like, yeah. I can't wear tennis shoes everywhere. No. Like, I have to wear boots. So you got to have different ones. <laughs> you have to have a, a boot sponsor. 
I know. We're working on that. Hopefully we'll okay, get Okay, good. Good. Yeah, get a boot sponsor. Get a guitar sponsor. You're good to yeah. go. You're well, a happy girl. You're happy giving girl. me some stuff would be great. <laughs> now, by looking at you, and, you know, we've met, we've, we've hung out a little bit together. Um, but uh, I have no idea. What do you drive? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I think it's a, you drive a Dodge Ram 1500. Well, that was the goal. But I test drove one and realized there's nowhere to put a guitar in one of them if you have more than one person with you. You got a truck bed. You can't put a guitar in the truck bed if you don't have a cover. Uh -huh. so, you need the tonneau cover. I know. So You're I, right. I, yeah. I test drove a, a few trucks, and that was always the goal. But um, my first car actually was a Dodge Challenger. Oh, cool. um, that's a cool car. I loved a moment I were talking about it earlier. I absolutely loved him. His name was Vin because he was the same color as Vin Diesel's Charger in. Um, oh my God! Fast you Vehicle. named you named your car. Yeah, okay. we name our cars down here. Um, All right. Then I actually just traded Ben a few months ago because I realized once again, if I have more than one person, it's really hard <laughs> to have anything in the car. Because one day I had my best friend, his bandmate, and four guitars in there, and it was not comfortable because the bandmate had two guitars in his lap. So we um we just traded him then and now I drive a Jeep Grand Cherokee Trailhawk. Oh, those are nice. So I really love nice. her. Her name is Loretta and she is my baby. So I'm very my mom asked me today, she's like, Are you ever like do you ever miss Ben? And I'm like, you know, I really don't ever think about it because I'm so much happier to have so much room. Like I miss my challenger, but I can fit four people in here and we're not sitting in each other's laps. I love that. I love that. <laughs> And I love the fact that you name your vehicles. I love that. And uh, today at lunch, I uh, went out and walked with the two girls from the office, uh, Veronica and Heather. We uh, walked 1.63 miles at lunch, and they were talking about naming their vehicles, and I was mm. laughing at them. I said, I drive a Ford Explorer. I mean, I've had the pickup trucks. I, I don't think I've ever named my vehicle, but yeah. they, they were like, no. You know, they were telling me that they named their cars. So. Yeah. Well, see, I don't. Like, I name my cars, but for some reason, like, I don't name my guitars. Like, so it's weird. I'm really picky cheesy about what I name. So, I don't know. That's just something I just, I saw the Challenger and was like, his name is Ben. And then I was like, well, the, the Jeep has to have a name. And I, I messed with that one for a while and then finally came to Loretta, she's my favorite artist. And um, actually, the weekend I bought the Jeep, I went on a riding retreat out near Loretta's ranch and I wrote a song about Loretta. So I'm like, it's supposed to be Loretta. Like, that's it. <laughs> tell, tell us about the white, uh, riding retreat. That sounds pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So a lot of people think I made them go and ride horses. Um, but no, the best way I explain that is you take a bunch of songwriters, you lock them in a cabin and you see what songs are born. Um, and so we have a lot of fun. I, we usually go on one a year. We haven't gone on one this year. Um, but that one was really cool because we had some hit riders go with us. So I got to write with like some of my favorite riders of all time. Um, my, my absolute favorite writer of all time was actually on this one, Mr. Chris Wallen. And I got to write mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. of my favorite songs I've ever been a part of that we haven't released yet. Um, but hopefully it'll be released soon. And then we wrote a song that we're pitching all over the, all over the place for male artists. So, um, 
they're always fun because you never know what's going to happen. But then you also, you know, you get to spend time with your friends in a place other than Nashville. So we always go out to these cabins out in um, western Tennessee, right on the lake, and it's just a great time. We get to walk back and forth to the restaurant to eat and just spend time being with other musicians. You come up with a lot of great ideas by playing off of each other, talking to each other. Definitely. And it's like, you know, you never know. Some people come with ideas or sometimes you're just sitting around and you can't come up with one. Because my first uh, my first writing retreat we did, I got to write with a guy named Joel Shoemake, who's another one of my favorite songwriters. He wrote The Family Man by Craig Campbell, which is one of my like top five favorite yes. songs of all time. And I always forget he wrote that song and then he'll mention it. And I'm just like, okay, having a moment. Um, <laughs> but we were just sitting around and he's just one of those writers. He grabbed his guitar and he just started singing. And we just wrote down the first verse because he was just singing random stuff. And we're like, that's the first verse. We didn't know what the song was going to be, but he was just like, I don't know. The melodies been stuck in my head and these are the words. So it's really cool to, to find out, especially if you're right with people you don't normally write with. Uh-huh. Um, how other people operate and how they do it. So it's, um, I love writing retreats and I can't wait till we can go on the next one, whenever that will be. <laughs> so how do you do, the, do all of you just say, we're, we're going to get away. We're going to make it a writer's retreat and go somewhere. Or are there, is there a particular spot that's made for that? So that one, um, those writing retreats, actually a publishing company I work with, she put those together. Okay. And so you would, um, I was able to do them because I worked a lot with her. And so she would always ask me if I wanted to go and uh, everything, but she would have this uh, process where she wanted different writers every time. Um, and so those, we did that. Um, and we went out to the same place and then I was like, let's just have a friend's retreat where we know everybody that's going and it's, we're just going to go hang out. There's no, cause those were very organized. Like these three people are writing at this time in this room and this is what's happening. So then we went again and we had this just friends retreat where we didn't have a schedule. We didn't have these three people writing in there, there, blah, blah, blah. Just everyone woke up and we said, Hey, you want to write? And we just went to a room and wrote. And it was just so laid back, so fun. And I got some really good songs that honestly I'd forgot about until we just started talking about that I need to pull out because those are such good songs. And it just came out of friends hanging out having a good time so Excellent. some of the best music comes out of times like definitely. that definitely yeah. very cool so you know i i jump online every once in a while on a wednesday and i see dallas remington on doing her facebook live and you're standing in the kitchen and you're yeah. cooking yeah so you do that every week um, uh yeah it's normally every tuesday we did on tuesday. Tuesday. all right but so, you did Wednesday last yeah, we did do it last night on a Wednesday. We had to okay. um, postpone it. But normally on Tuesdays, so we do a weekly show. We call it Picking and Cooking. So I make a meal, and then while it's in the oven, I play a concert. That is so cool. And that, and earlier, Deb, we were talking about um, the fact that uh, last night it was chicken tenders. And yeah. what, what else was with the tenders? Uh, Paula Dean's corn casserole. And it looks so I, good. <laughs> I think it's my favorite thing on the face of the planet. It was so good. I'm like, I don't need to know how to make this stuff because I'm going to eat it every day. Luckily, the chicken tenders were healthy chicken tenders. They were baked. They weren't fried. 
Mm-hmm. And then they were like the breading was made with cornflakes and Melba toast. So there wasn't anything like super fattening in it. The corn casserole, though, was literally corn, sour cream, and butter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about the health issue when you're talking <laughs> like that. And the, and the tenders, oh my God. Yeah. I'm a big tender guy, you know? Yes, so. so am I. And that's why I love chicken tenders. And so when I figured out how to make these, they were super quick, super easy. Um, you just put the five ingredients in the bag, bread them, dip them in some egg, throw the breading on it. Then you just throw them in the oven for 15 minutes. And then that 15 minutes, you're playing the guitar. You're singing yeah. a couple of your songs while yeah. the food is in the oven. That's cool. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. What a great, how did you come up with that idea? I love that. And th- the thing is, because of this quarantine and everybody's looking for a way to get out an avenue to maybe get a little more exposure that everybody's mm-hmm. coming up, they're being creative. And this yeah. is very creative. You're, how did you come up with that? That is so cool, what you're so doing. Instead I of actually, so I actually spent like the first well, when we were in Kentucky, um, my dad was like, we're not going to go out to restaurants. We're not going to do anything. Dallas, go to Walmart, get anything you need and cook. So I was cooking all these crazy things, um, experimental things and all this stuff. Cause I never like to cook the same thing twice. Like, unless I really love it. Um, so I was making all this stuff and I was just posting pictures of it. And then finally someone commented and they were like, can you just do a live of you cooking this? Because you know, that would be really cool. So I was like, well, okay, cool. So we thought on it for a while. I'm like, well, I'd love to find a way to incorporate music into it mm-hmm. because I feel like it's going to be really strange for them to just watch me as an artist just in my kitchen cooking. And then we'd have to cook, cut it off because what are you going to do for 45 minutes when someone's right. in the oven? Right, right. And so I was like, okay, well, what if we did this? Because everything always cooks in the oven or it cooks on the skillet for a while or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you have to let it set. And so I was like, okay, why don't we just throw it in the oven, play some songs, and let it go. And so it's been really cool. I think we've been doing it for two months now. And we've only had to do one pre-recorded one. And it was the only one that was kind of a flop because I'm not a baker. I don't do cakes. So So the cake flopped. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. My dad ate it. He loved it. I would have eaten it too. I was like, I don't know. It was really, it was really good, but it made me very nervous. <laughs> so I'm like, we're good. We're not going to do cakes anymore because this is too much to it. <laughs> so every Tuesday you try to do something a little bit different. Yeah. So I always do something I've never done before. That's okay. part of it. Cause like, it could be a flop. Um, but, but like, okay so it's a flop. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. We're learning together. Um, but my mom's gotten to the point cause I always cook like super fancy stuff. Like I take culinary classes, um, at a place here in Brentwood at, over oh, wow. and my mom's like, okay, you're making these really fancy things, but most people don't, uh, don't want that. They want get her done meals, Dallas. Let's do some get her done stuff. So that's why we did the chicken tenders and we did the corn casserole. And now I've gotten to the point where at night when I'm getting ready to cook, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this fancy stuff. I want to get it. Like, I want to just get it done. Um, so that's what we always try to do things that are family friendly um, and just easy for you to, to get done with for your family on a weeknight because Tuesday night you're not going to cook some elaborate meal. It's Tuesday, right. for goodness right. sake. Right. Um, so, I've, so we've been doing that. We'll do some fancy stuff as well, but it's been cool. We do a lot of casseroles. Like next week, I think we're doing a BLT pizza that my aunt sent us mm-hmm. that I'm super excited about. Um, do, you ship? do you ship out? Will that, <laughs> I mean, 
We've been getting that question a lot lately. No, we don't. Um, we try to figure that out. I had like five comments yesterday from Argentina asking that, and I was like, I don't oh, think no. it would be good by, by the time I got there. No, no. You know, <laughs> have you thought about putting like, you know, Dallas Remington cookbook together or something to go along with what you're doing? That's, that's kind cool. of a cool idea. Yeah, that could be really cool. The thing is, with all these recipes I'm doing, I'm getting them from people. Yeah, but so, also, do you put your like your own spin on certain things? I've only ever I try to follow the recipes because these are what that's what the other people are looking at, you know. Yeah, so like sure. I put the link. I've created my own recipe once, which was cool. It was like for a um a contest. Okay. So I need to start developing my own things. So that would be cool. That's it. Somebody said I'm gonna be the next Trisha Yearwood, so I'm on the way to that. You know, we're coming for you. Furniture, you'll have your own line. You'll have your own line of pots and pans. And Hopefully, that'd be cool. Remington line. That'd be cool. Cooking goes well with the female country artists because Martina has a cooking show. Uh, Trisha has a cooking show, and um, Kimberly. Kimberly from Little Big Town, right? Has yeah. a cooking show. So it's, so uh, <laughs> they go over very well. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, that's what we've had a lot of fun with it. And my mom loves it because, you know, we have the leftovers for three days afterwards because it's just the two of us normally here. Um, and so it's just been, a, it's been fun. Um, and so everybody always logs on. They're like, what's for dinner this week? I'm like, okay, we'll see. We'll you see. Get, you get great food and you get great music. Yeah. What a great combination when you think about it. Uh, Patrick Wells says, uh, here, let me slide this baby over. He says, you've got so much music with all the songs Dallas has with these uh, rights, thinking we need a double CD. Patrick is always telling me he wants a double CD. <laughs> That's my buddy Patrick. He's from uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. And he rocks. He's on. Uh, he's been supporting me since I was 12. Uh -huh. or something like that so he's awesome and so he's always like when's the double cd coming out so <laughs> maybe one day patrick i told him i'm just gonna send him a double cd of work tapes and we'll call it good <laughs> just go. me and my guitar okay. <laughs> so um what we do we have anything in the future in the way i know you know obviously you came out with a single today you've got music but what about an album down the road or another ep or yeah so actually my which i hadn't told anybody so thank god i hadn't because everything shut down and everything but you know mm -hmm. my goal was kind of for like march and april yes we were going to be on the road but i wanted to start getting the wheels going for the next record sure um but the way we are going to record we're going to be you know every because before, you know, when you're cutting just a couple songs, you just have this guy record this part, send it in, and then my producer puts it all together. I have an amazing producer. Mm -hmm. So, like, that worked when we were recording I Can Call the Man because no one could be in the room together. Right. So, they all have home studios. They record their parts. They send them in. He puts it all together, and voila. Um, but what we're wanting to do for this record is we're wanting to do the live band feel. So literally have all the guys in one room and just track the songs together. And mm -hmm. so can't do that when mm -hmm. you can't be within six feet of each other because right, you have to have right. a giant building for that. Um, right. So we are going to start working on a record hopefully soon. Um, you know, I'm still working on what songs I feel like I want to be on it. Um, but we do have two singles off of it already, A Hunting Season and Uncommon Man. Mm -hmm. um so you know that means the next thing has to be a record because they normally don't have three singles and then a record um so we're gonna start working on it very soon um and we'll just figure it out 
pray we find the right song. You know, Dallas, you're amazing because being only 20 and the number of songs that you have available right now is, I mean, it's a list that's, it's huge. Thank you. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of artists your age do not have that. You know, yes. they have one or two in the can and that's about it. So. so I, I mean, I went from the time I was 15 till I was 18 and I was just a full-time songwriter. We didn't really, we would travel like, we travel quite a bit and we did radio tour when I was 17, 18. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was back, I was writing two or three times a day. So there's so many songs that I have that I don't even remember that could probably be album worthy. Could, they could probably be cut by anyone else, like stuff like that. And I'm just like, I haven't had time to look at them. So that's what we've been spending a lot of time um, on this quarantine and everything, thinking about songs that haven't been um, thought of, you know? So that was like when we went to a, when we went to pick out the new single, I sent my team four songs and um, two of them are old songs that we had hadn't thought of. And they just came to me one day and I was like, Oh, maybe that could be the single, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, I sent them, it was so funny though, the, how we went through this. Cause obviously we can't get together because it's right. social distancing. So we did a zoom meeting I sent them a zip file with four songs on it. I sent them three sassy, fast, my signature type songs. <laughs> and then at the last second, I was like, I could still hear my brother saying, so what about Uncommon Man? What's happening with that song? And I had that punching in my gut saying, you got to send Uncommon Man. So I threw down a way too fast a tempo, kind of off key, didn't really care, just sang it. Uh -huh. um, work tape to Uncommon Man, sent it at the end, and we did the Zoom, and they were like, you knew, you do know the single's Uncommon Man, right? Like, that's what it has to be. Um, but the, the moral of that story is I had this time to sit down and find, because yeah. Uncommon Man was an old song. We wrote that two and a half years ago. Okay, all right. I um, didn't know that. Okay. So, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, which I play it in almost all my shows. I have, I only allow myself one to two slow-ish songs which we worked up uncommon man and it's just this big like power ballad now yes um but i only allow myself one to two slowish songs because i'm just like a i like energy like we're gonna scream we're gonna have fun kind of person I love that. and so i play it in most of my shows because i only have like, i have this rotation of those songs for that spot and it's it's always one that's there and so um you know, it's just been really cool to see how it's turned out and the fact that so many more people wanted to hear that one. And I like my best friend, I remember her texting me a couple of years ago or a year ago or something. and was like, you recorded Uncommon Man, right? Why can't I find it? I'm like, we haven't. Like, we honestly, we were pitching it. Mm -hmm. um, we were trying to get other artists to cut it. And then my brother said that. And I was just like, well, now you got that in my head and it should be. And I'm so glad we did it. So, um that's cool that that's cool so when you're when you're pitching another artist what are you doing are you calling them or are you just sending it to them via the email how are yeah. you sending those songs out yeah so i have um a couple song pluggers i work with and that's their full-time job that they, uh -huh. they send the songs out to the a and r people for the artists um, I really wish I could pick up the phone and just call like Midland and be like, here you go. I got your next <laughs> I'm not that big yet. So, um, 
That would be really cool. I've heard stories of people like running into Keith Urban in the bathroom and him being like, here's my phone number. Call me if you have a song. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't wait for me to run into Reba in the bathroom and her be like, yeah, I'll take a song. Um, but yeah, so I have song pluggers that do that. And um, luckily, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm riding with riders that have publishing mm-hmm. companies. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm still technically an independent writer. I own my own publishing Um it's been really cool to write with them and see them. They'd be like, oh, yeah, my publisher's taking care of this. And I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> like, let's pray. Let's go. Let's get the big guy on it. <laughs> but That is so awesome. And being 20 and having your own company, publishing company, yeah. doing your own thing. Wow. That's, that's yeah. tremendous, Dallas. That, that is so very cool. By the way, Doc Gonzalez chimed in. I don't know if you saw that. I, I brought it up on the screen, but yes. he says that you're going to come and hang with me. Yes. So we, we'll definitely do that down the road, and Deb will be with us as well. So yes. we'll definitely have a lot of fun. But awesome. so right now would have been CMA Fest. Yes. And I know Deb usually every year for God knows how many years she's been going to CMA Fest and setting up the fan club and doing her thing and mm-hmm. having their own little private stuff going on. But uh, it's difficult yeah. this year when there's no CMA Fest. I, so many must be missing this opportunity. I know. I had so many friends that were, you know, they had to cancel their flights down here. They had to cancel mm-hmm. their hotels. And one of my, oh, Patrick, actually, who was in the comments, he was going to come on down here. But then mm-hmm. at that point, it didn't look like live music was going to open up. You know, we're, it's strange right now. You can only have two people on stage at a time, which I think is reasonable, but no dance floors, nobody within 15 feet of the stage, stuff like that. So, I mean, it definitely was smart on CMA to, to cancel right, it, right. but it's very sad because we had some really big plans for this year and um, I was getting ready to go on an interview when they, when they finally canceled it. And, um, my mom was not telling me because she's like, you're going to see, she's like, she's going to see it. And she's going to be so distracted. She's going to be so annoyed. And I had not turned my phone on. Do not disturb yet. And I got breaking news from Nashville. Fest canceled. And I was just like, no, (laughs) like, are you kidding me? But then I had to keep on smiling and do the interview. Um, It was going to be a very big year for us this year, Mm. but you know, um, we had finally got a stage. We were very excited about it. It didn't happen. So I'm like, next year, we're just going to have a bigger stage. That's all. That's right. There you go. That's right. And you've got more time to work on things. And exactly. even more. I mean, exactly. we're talking about how, you know, in the beginning, you mentioned the fact that, you know, your first single came out and came out at 176 <laughs> on the charts or whatever that was. And yeah. one day we use it at number 88. Yeah. Which, just you know being i have to i look at all the charts all the time every week i have to do my music and when i saw that you hit it at number 88 (laughs) the very first day that that's that's an accomplishment i've been freaking out for like hours i was freaking out last night because um you know as of like 10 o'clock last night we were we were most added Uh, It was me and then Morgan Wallen was right behind me. And we were that way until like noon. And then Jennifer's like, Kelsey passed us. I'm like, oh, (laughs) dang it. (laughs) But, you know, if we're going to second to somebody, it's Kelsey. So, (laughs) yeah, and I can tell you from, um, you know, doing what I do, the fact that uh, with Doc and Jennifer, You've got mm-hmm. some great people on your team, and those are the people that are pushing it to radio, Definitely. and they're two of the best. Yes, we love them. Cool. 
Jennifer has been part of my basically family now for three over three years. You know, we didn't know what you had to do to get a song on radio. And we met, we my mom met her husband, and he was like, my my wife's in the music industry. Maybe she can help you. And we just got together at Panera one day. We call it our Panera. Mm-hmm. And she um she just told us what radio promotion was because I'd never heard of a radio promoter. I didn't know. And right. she's like, so what are you doing with the single you're releasing? And I'm like, it's going to be on iTunes. <laughs> like, I don't know. And she was like, well, let's just in the future. This is how this works. And so she got to talking about it. She didn't try to sell us on anything. She didn't even give us her rights. She's just like, in the future, you're going to want someone to do this. And my mom and I were talking about it in the car. We're like, you know, that just... If we're going to do it, we want to do it with her. So we're like, we sent her a song. We're like, do you think this is be a radio song? And she's like, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, as first single, had mm. never been to radio or anything, we went to number 60 yeah. um, independently. So that was just like, okay, maybe we can do this. Mm. And, you know, she's always going to be on my team. So I yeah, love her. Sure. And then she introduced us to Doc. And this is our first single of Doc. And we're very excited to see what happens here. So uh, we love Doc. He's like family already, too. Yeah, exactly. Like I told you uh, before we turn the mics on, I, I've known them both for some time now, and they are great, and they're some of the best. So yes. you're, in, you're definitely in good hands. I'm so, glad. Really cool. Really cool. We got to get you back up here. Yes. Once once we can get you out of Nashville because <laughs> yes. of everything that's going on, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get you up here. I know Deb, Deb loves putting these shows together. Yes, so, that would be so awesome, you know. Um, I had looked into starting to book some stuff because I do have one gig still, a couple gigs still happening. So I'm like, well, I guess we could start, but there's so many states that aren't mm-hmm. opening up yet, you know? So I'm just like, we'll yeah. just wait a little bit longer. Um, you know, like we are, I'm confirmed and I'm still going to Montana in August. And so I was wanting to book a bunch of shows like on the way there and back and stuff. But I'm just like, I don't know if anyone's going to be open yet. So we're just going to play it by ear and try to pick up things last minute but hopefully we can get up to y'all because i know my my girl courtney she's up there and she's wanting me to come meet her whole family and do stuff and be so song. she's in buffalo or the buffalo yes. area yeah. that's very cool very yeah, cool so that's close we're gonna try that's... to get up to new york at all sometime this summer yeah that's that's not what buffalo's couple hours that's all well, yeah. i know we came to see you we flew into buffalo right okay yeah, yeah exactly what about your band do you have a full band that stays with you for all your shows? Or do you use different people all the time or how does that work? So I have a core group of uh, okay. a few guys that kind of like rotate that mm-hmm. always, um, I've got two guys that have been on most every gig with me for about over a year and a half now. Um, but you know, we were kind of going at it this summer. We were going to do a lot of like acoustic style gigs with me and two guys. Mm-hmm. And then obviously now we can't do that because you can only have two people on stage. So right. I'm like, well, I'm not going to like pick. So I just do a lot of stuff by myself. And so that's been a, that's been how we've been forever though. You know, we always market. We're like, okay, we can bring a full band. We can bring me and two guys, or we can just bring Dallas and whatever the venue wants we'll do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we've, we've been blessed to find some amazing musicians over the years and uh you know have a great group behind us and awesome. we have our our roster but you know we have our core exactly. group. looks mm-hmm. like uh, craig is asking you know craig uh he's asking yes. the uh, question what stage were you going to be on we didn't know yet we yeah didn't. we didn't know yet um we hadn't gotten that far into planning we just knew we had one. <laughs> that's all that matters it's so all that just matters. get you enough to get excited right <laughs> exactly 
Exactly. Do you hunt? What? Do you hunt? Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, and I could picture you driving a pickup truck, and I can picture you with a rifle in your hand, maybe duck, deer. Yeah. Whatever. You Whatever. Know. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. And who are we? We were talking to somebody else, uh, a female artist that. Uh, went out and hunts and uh I, I, I don't recall who it was at this point but uh i just thought it was really interesting that she was talking about going out and hunting and yeah. all that good stuff so yeah know. that's a good um you know i spend that that's another time i get to be with my family like um when i first moved to nashville we would because uh deer hunting season in kentucky for deer is two weeks long and so for the first couple years that I lived in Nashville, I would take the full two weeks off and I would go spend time with my family. Cause that was just, you know, two weeks I got to be with my dad and my brother. We would have our deer morning breakfast is what we called it, where the entire, my dad's entire family got together. And that's not a small family. I mean, my grandmother is one of six kids. It is a huge family. Um, so they all get together at my great grandmother's have dinner, have breakfast, and so it was always just a great family time. Um, the last couple of years, I've only gone home for two days because I have gigs and I have all this stuff. Right. And I just can't cancel my life for two weeks. So um, I'm really missing that. So hopefully this year I'll get to go back and just, you know, it's just, like I said, two weeks of getting to be on the farm and spend time with family. That's so awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. Wow. You know, it's it's so great that we were able to catch up tonight. Yes. And talk to you about your music. Uncommon Man is out there now. It's yes. available. Somebody wanted, I, you said it's, it's been out actually, you've had it for a couple of years, but now it's yeah. on the charts officially. Yes. And it's officially being played on the radio. Yes. And yeah. uh, let's go back just real quickly before we wrap it up tonight. The first time you heard a, your song on the radio. What uh, did you like flip out? Did you like jump on the couch and start screaming? Oh my God, that's me. That's me. Or were you in the car driving? So well, not like you might've been too young. <laughs> well, I actually like when it comes to that, I've never heard my song on the radio. Really? I've heard it. Um, the first time I ever heard my song, I guess I've heard it on the radio. I was at a station out in Dixon, Tennessee here. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And I was in the interview and they right. played it. Right. But right. it freaked me out because they played It Must Be Love. And then they played my <laughs> song. And I was just like, I just followed one of my Alan Jackson. Like, I so I did freak out, but I've never had that driving down the road. And then it's just like, that's my voice. Oh my God, that's me. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably have to pull over and cry. Um, that's a good thing. Yeah, we'll see. We, uh, we did hear one time we heard an acoustic version of me, a replay of an interview. When we were driving down the road away from the station on a, on a radio tour. So that was pretty cool. But I've never heard the official recording while I'm in the car driving down the road. So that's a goal. Something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> What about uh, jumping online? Somebody wants to find out more about you. Somebody wants to get your music, uh, your socials, your website. What? Where can they find out Definitely. all the great info? So the, the easiest way to find me is DallasRemington.com. That's Dallas like the city and Remington like the shotgun or the curling iron. <laughs> Spelled the exact same. Um, but go to just DallasRemington.com. And that's got the links to all my socials. It's got the links to um, where you can find my music. It's got a store where you can buy the CD that we released a couple years ago. All kinds of stuff. And then, Merchandise? Yes. We've got t-shirts. 
We're down to our last case of my original records. So, you know, get those before they run out. Um, mm -hmm. And then we've got hats. We've got like seven different kinds of hats. I don't know how we ended up with so many different designs. Um, we got a bunch of hats. We got t-shirts, koozies, bags, all that stuff. You know, I bring that up because, and it, as we've mentioned before, well, not you and I, but we've other artists that we chat with, the fact that it's so important that people go to your website and they buy this merchandise because right now with the quarantine and everything, it's another way you guys need that income and, exactly. you know, support the artist. We, the people that watch this podcast, the people that listen to this, that listen to Skip Happens it uh, and the country music fan club you know we're all connected here mm -hmm. we know how important it is for our viewers and listeners to go to these websites and yeah. buy this merchandise because it benefits you as an artist and in times like this you need everything you can get definitely so. and even when you're like at a live show and we can have those um 90 of the time the only money an artist is walking away with is from their merch sales um mm -hmm. by the time we get paid and everything it's all going to the band and it's mm -hmm. all going to paying for gas to get to wherever we're going so merch sales is what keep i mean merch sales is even what's getting eric church still going that's the money right. he yep. exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly so um merch is always just like a great way to help out that artist you really love you know buy the physical copy of the cd even if you'd only listen on itunes i buy everyone's cd Mm -hmm. Because I'm just like, I know how much money went into that. And you get so much more money from a physical copy. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just, um, thank you for pushing merch as well. That's awesome. Absolutely. We know that, we know how important it is. Uh, Deb and I have mm -hmm. talked about, you know, you guys being the independent artist and doing what you do. And especially right now, it's been this way, at least for us since early mm -hmm. March. So it's, yeah. you guys need everything that you can get and all the help that you can get. And Craig is busting on me because he says, of course she hunts. That's when she wrote Hunt and See. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes songs just come about for whatever reason. Doesn't mean you have to be a hunter. <laughs> I love you, Craig. I, love, I, don't know you. I already love you. So. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Dallas, you've been great tonight. Um, oh, thank you so much for joining us. And I can't wait to, to check out your cooking show again on Tuesday. Uh, I was thinking Wednesdays because I did see it last night. Yeah. It we is pushed everything. it back for a day. We had some stuff going on. So we postponed it. But we're back on Tuesday. But, yeah, this has been so much fun. Thank you so yeah, much. You know, we just uh, we don't have anything scripted. We just talk. We find out about you. Uh, all yeah. different aspects and you know you get to and it's good to see old friends again definitely yeah. last time i saw you the world was still normal yeah <laughs> had to be, they had to be y'all was crs you're right the country <laughs> radio seminar we saw each other hanging out we were hanging outside yeah. the uh, i think one of the ballrooms or something yeah. just kind of walking we around never we never would have known that two weeks later nobody could be near each other <laughs> and you know a lot of people uh, after the country radio seminar which by the way is uh, for those of you that don't know it's a it's a time where a lot of the radio people get together with a lot of the artists and the producers and the managers and anybody that's anybody in the country music field they're yeah. there in nashville at this uh country radio seminar but uh, a lot of people after this though they went home and they got sick yeah <laughs> And Hopefully it was just the flu. <laughs> or, yeah, I think so. I, but can you imagine if all this went down just a couple of weeks earlier, we would have been like probably not able to do what we what we did. So I know. I think that that's crazy because my mom pointed it out. She's like, y'all are literally thousands of y'all just in one hotel <laughs> hanging out for three days straight. Mm -hmm. Like, thank God it had not gotten to Nashville yet. It got 
I think they had the first documented case of coronavirus in Nashville like two weeks after CRS ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just missed it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's what we think. Yeah, exactly. And uh, thank you again for joining us tonight. I look forward. I, I you know, your song is on the wolf and um, you're just a great artist and you're so dear. And I, I love what you what you believe in. I love what you're doing. Uh, just everything about you is so awesome. I love your name. Dallas. Oh, thank you. I say that enough. But uh, that is so cool. Deb, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, it's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to meet you. It's uh, great, great, great to have you introduced to some new fans out there. And we look very forward to having you in the fall. Hopefully, if all goes well, yes. fall or, you know, after that, whenever it works out, yeah, we'll get it definitely. together. So keep us posted on your travel plans. Especially if you go to Buffalo. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, we'll hop in the truck and we'll drive up. So, <laughs> and, and now here's Craig again. The last time I saw Dallas was in Delaware last summer. Who would have thought that would be the last time I saw her? I know. You know, think about that. Yeah, we were going to be out there again this summer because Craig lives um, very close to New York City. Oh, very cool. So he okay. drove down um, to Wilmington and played, watched us play. And I, I would have never thought that had been the last time we'd see him for a long time because he normally comes like in, uh, he comes for 10 Penn South and then he comes for CRA, CMA Fest. So yep. it's like, Oh my gosh, it's been a year. Um, so we were going to be out there again this summer, but obviously that's changed. But, you know, yeah. as long as we're all healthy, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And uh, t- give Phoenix a pet for us. I will. I'll have to go get her. I know. that's Now, she's a husky? Or she a is a long-haired German Shepherd. Okay, okay. So, But she, we think her daddy had something else in her because she's, she's not straight German Shepherd, but she's... <laughs> She's a mess. That's all she is. But she's loved regardless. Yes, she That's is our cool. baby. And we, we love her. She's She turned three two weeks ago. Oh, so. just a puppy. Yeah, she's just a baby. So she's we love her. Baby. Yes. Yes, that's awesome. Dallas, you're awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on Skip Happens here tonight. Uh, Myself, Skip Clark, and Deb Lamphere, the president of the official Country Music Fan Club. And uh, Deb's got roots here in Nashville, which is very cool. And who knows? She's going to be in Nashville next week. Uh, making around. So, and she, I, her son lives in Nashville. So, oh, cool. that's the thing. So, uh, and keep flipping those houses. Maybe yes. we'll see on TV one of these days. You know, those. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what show I was watching. Was it Flip This House? I don't where, know. Where like is that. the house now that you're flipping? Uh, it's in the Nashville city limits, um, close to Brentwood, though. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, that's where all of our houses have been so far, and that's where we're going to stay in that area because we live, uh, we live in Brentwood. So. Okay. Cool. All right, Dallas, you're awesome, girl. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for joining. Absolutely. Say hi to everybody for us. I will, definitely. You know, and, and like I say, give the dog a hug. I will. Throw the ball. Does it fetch? <laughs> I know, that's fun. All right, Dallas, thank you for joining us here tonight. Okay. It's been great. And uh, don't forget, everybody, that's Dallas Remington, uh, new and up-and-coming artist. Well, not, you know what? We say she's new and up-and-coming, but she's already had five singles. She's on her fifth single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna make it big time with this one. Let's yeah, go. You, go, you go. Can't wait. I'm right there. You got, you know, you've got our support. So awesome. Thank very you cool. So much. All right, Dallas, have a great night and uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll see each other real soon. Definitely. Bro. All right, peace out, girl. Good seeing bye. you. Bye. Take, Take care. Bye bye. I don't know how to 